hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the Imagine Movie Podcast, a podcast where we watch a movie and then we talk about it. And you better hold on to your panties this week because we watch Dark Waters from 2019. My name's David and I'm really, really excited to talk about this in environmental damage movie. Nothing says entertaining light podcasting like the carcinogenic poisoning of America. And that's what we're here for. That's, that's what we're here to explore today. I could just, the, the jokes are just on the tip of the tongue. It's fantastic. So much humor, so much lightness for, to be derived. As yes, we... The humor will bounce off this podcast much like Teflon. <laughs> There we go. See, ladies and gentlemen. And that's a two-way think... joke. That's the way that food bounces off Teflon, the way that Teflon bounces off your internal organs, causing cancer. <laughs> and it's in your blood right now. Right now. Yes. I think, was it 99% of adults have Teflon in their bloodstream? Uh, 99% of like living things on the planet. So. Oh, sorry. Yes. I, that's, an important, that's an important difference. These fucking bastards. Now, if you're listening to this and thinking, hey, leave DuPont alone, maybe this isn't going to be the podcast for you. Because I feel like as much as we're going to talk about this very, I think, entertaining, well-made, serviceable Mark Ruffalo vehicle, we're going to get deep hard on the corporate politics of this and how these companies and these people need to be brought to justice. And I'll leave it there for now. Yeah, so absolute scumbags. Scumbags. So Dark Wars. This is this this film passed me by. I have to say, it isn't something that I was particularly aware of. But I saw uh, Anne Hathaway on the Netflix uh, cover art and thought Anne Hathaway's good. Let's do it. Let's see what's going on. Mark Ruffalo's in it. Fantastic. Ninety odd percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Well, there we go. There we've got a we've got a movie, and it's one of those. It's one of those weird films, isn't it? That's kind of like it shouldn't be entertaining. It's not a particularly like rip-roaring story, but it's just it's fascinating, fascinating in its morbidity almost. Just how how evil this gets, how rough it gets, is is kind of what I found interesting about this movie. Yeah, it's like um, when we when you suggested watching this, um, you kind of. Said, compared it to the big short i think in terms of it's a bit of a non-traditional movie in the way that what's the word i'm looking for in in the way that this is using the movie as a way to explain a reasonably complex world event to you Mm. um you know within the confines of a movie um but this is quite a complex issue um that's ongoing yeah and I hadn't yeah. heard of. No, which 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 in itself is surprising, and especially considering that this is a global issue. This, you know, I think when I was watching this, I was thinking, "Fucking America, eh? What a hellscape!" Blah blah, like the usual thing of watching anything to do with America, which is just to think, "Thank Christ, I don't live there." No offense, America. Love you, media. <laughs> Fantastic cultural output. Oh boy. But good lord, like get some healthcare, sort yourself out. This is terrible. And yet, and yet, just today, on the Guardian website, I see a news story saying, "I was like, 
landfills contaminated now is that weird? i was i was looking for the pfoa or whatever it is that they that they uh describe these chemicals as and there it was i'm thinking that's in this country that's in this country and it's all it's shit here and it's shit everywhere because of just how fucking awful these horrible chemicals are these forever chemicals and you know it doesn't you can't escape it it's in your bloodstream and we are all dying slowly of these horrible carbon chain whatever they are well, i think the most terrifying thing about the whole thing is number one it's not illegal uh, this isn't people dumping like oil waste products in rivers, uh, which also happens all the time and has done Mon- for the last two hundred years. Mr. Burns style with the yeah. This isn't companies like dumping poorly, um, poorly contained nuclear waste. This is this, and I'm going to struggle with this throughout these 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 carbonate um, chemicals, these these carbon chain uh, plastic chemicals. Mm-hmm. Um, not illegal in England. Um, I think there's some regulation in Scotland in terms of the drinking water. Only last year was 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 a regulation. Sorry, it's about it's not even it's about measurement. They're only starting to measure it now and yeah, say this sorry. is the acceptable level. And in England, I think they are going to plan to do that eventually at some point. But th- th- basically, it's not even they don't even know they don't even know. You know, <laughs> we're, not even, we're not even looking for it anymore, or, and- or have been ever. Like, it's like cigarettes, it's like car fumes, it's like everything else. These fucking companies have known about the health effects of these, uh, these, these, these carbon strings since the 60s. Like, yeah. they've, been, they've been doing their own medical, and this, this is what the film's about, we'll get into that in a minute. They've been doing their own medical trials and their own investigations since the early 70s because they knew then that this chemical caused birth defects, cancers, all sorts of cancers, and all sorts of other health ailments, like in animals and humans. And and then they covered that up for another fucking 50 years mm-hmm. to make money. Money, money, money. And that's the world we live in, that there's a disconnect. The company, run by people, is disconnected from the fact that it's actively harming the like the environment for forever these these like the, that's the other term is the forever plastics aren't they they are forever, forever chemicals um, yeah it's that don't go away or break down it's maddening um yeah i think it's let's 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 talk about this movie let's talk about like because i think we can we can be absolutely outraged and we will be again in just a few seconds but let's try and focus on getting to the movie i don't think this is going to be a protracted discussion because really it's there's not really a lot of like there's not really a lot of yeah, film. Too long making. didn't listen. It's a good movie. Watch it. Learn about fucking how companies fuck your life up. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what I want to focus on, I think, is like is this type of film. And I think this film really this film really captures that that uh that way that films can also have like a purpose and a point and a message and that actually entertainment this is an entertaining movie i was never bored throughout i was aghast throughout and it was shocking and the performances are i think solid and like but we're not talking about particularly innovative filmmaking it's really about the story and it's about the public concern and the cause that this film is is kind of getting behind and it is absolutely 
like steadfast with these uh the, you know the, the victims of of this horrible fucking intentional disaster that this that, that dupont have have inflicted on on the world and yet i i think it, it kind of doesn't need to be any more than that i don't need lots of amazing cinematography i don't need you know the, the uh, lots of kind of advanced filmmaking techniques to get me to be interested in this story because the script is solid performances are good and the basis of it is just so shocking in itself and it's kind of what you want from a movie like this is get out of the way tell me the story and then let me go on wikipedia and really deep you know dive deep into the outrage of this whole thing <laughs> because that's where i'm at right now yeah absolutely it's interesting how um how ongoing it all is as well it's 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 a movie that i think largely takes place around 2000 i think most of the stuff we, we do in the movie takes place around sort of the earlier late 90s early aughts um but this is absolutely a story that is continuing i think uh dupont settled all of the cases like this year or last year it was really really recent um so you know th- that's nice it's a bit of closure but it's it's also good to kind of like maybe that's the thing this movie has achieved is is bringing this issue to like a broader um yeah broader audience isn't it yeah because so go on so the movie uh is is a really simple plot with mark ruffalo as a paunchy successful white corporate lawyer um and he is investigating dupont and we get lots of lots of scenes of him staring at boxes of paperwork um and i was trying to think of movies that uh we've made me have a little discussion now like it's interesting isn't it oppenheimer which we watched last year uh is a movie is an action movie but the action is all talking um Mm. and and that's a wonderful achievement and this is an investigation movie where the investigation is all reading um and but it works it really really works i think that the action action in this movie uh is is well paced enough throughout uh it mostly honestly reminded me initially of like erin brockovich and i'm sure there are other movies and i didn't do a deep dive on like finding them but erin brockovich is another movie about a a lawyer in america um or it's a legal assistant i think initially um uncovering this uh corporate greed and um uh dumping of chemicals and then like eventually sort of obtaining a a financial settlement for the people that suffered from it and that that's this movie isn't it it's the same movie in a lot of ways yeah yeah that was um the 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 groundwater contamination too wasn't it you know and how yeah exactly same same thing different 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 ship same thing different chemical uh Uh and that was quite famously julia roberts i say that film was more had more of a personal story because I think the Aaron Brockovich again a real person, uh, very much was a was a you know single mum and all of this and Struggling it's a much more and... inspiring story. Not to say that the the guy from this um, played by Ruffalo isn't a guy who struggled and and you know worked hard for this thing, but at the same time, and the movie kind of like lingers on that really. This guy yeah. might be a good dude and he worked hard and he's like sacrificed, but at the same time, you know he was already a successful lawyer and remains a successful lawyer so like there's some and, and, something of parity there 
Yeah, and to be fair to the movie, I think it kind of it kind of acknowledges that a little bit by showing his happy life compared to relatively happy life compared to the the fucking people around him who are the the, the client his clients who are going to be suffering with this, you know, and having to deal with the horrible uh, consequences of of what these this company has done. Some other films, I think. And there's definitely a genre here in terms of that kind of scandal movie. Um, I think The Wolf of Wall Street kind of sticks out to me as a little bit. It's again, it's 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 a bit more focused on the perpetrator, but it's about like how did these guys get away with this stuff? And 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 the fascination comes from from watching it all unfold and to be taken on a journey. And specifically, I think. To to be to for, for the film to explain something very very technical and detailed to you in a way that's entertaining. This movie does that. The Wolf of Wall Street does that. I think you might have mentioned it already, but The Big Short is probably the best example of this type of movie for me. Because say it with me, Dave. What do we get that explains? We get Margot Robbie in a bath to explain it to us. Because that to me is like the fucking that's the pinnacle of how you take a really complex like something you don't need to know about in real life and explain it to the audience in a way that's effective that's that that you follow it and you become interested in it because i went from not even knowing what this was i didn't know what these chemicals were to fucking reading up and getting into the the the, the chemistry of it and also the the legal stuff and like becoming invested in this story and then seeing it on the front page of the guardian today the day after i watched the movie and being like the fuck like is this i'm gonna write to my mp about this this is outrageous (laughs) you know and that's the power of these type of movies i think and why we should absolutely is yeah watch them Um, i'm not sure it's worth talking through the the, sort of the plot of this movie really i think we've already covered the basics i do want to mention this guy's name robert uh billot just the once because that, that's fine. But, um, you know, he's very much, that's the Mark Ruffalo character in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's an interesting sort of thing, really, where, like, you know, in the, this is the real life thing, was that he kind of picked up this case by accident, almost. Um, and it was, it wasn't sick people who were getting sick. It was it was a farmer and his cattle, um, which mm-hmm. is, there's something very deeply American about this movie on, on, on every side of every single, and the story on every side of everything that's happening in that, like, imagine something, does anybody exemplify what America wants to think of itself as than a small cattle farmer? Like, is there anything more American? Yeah. And then to have the small cattle farmer versus the big corporation in a company town. Um, it's, it's kind of all like very evocative. Like you could make this, a, it's almost Western in, in its themes and the movie is clever. It doesn't go there. Um, but there's certainly a lot of like, um, things throughout the movie that, that, that play into that. Uh, again, this is, this is where I think the, the casting and the, um, and their performances are are actually, I think, punching above the rest of the movie. I think all of the locals within the township, mm. I think, are some of the best bits about this movie. I think the accents and the way that they're playing it and the the very real um, 
suspicions and and things that the people in the town are saying. So the I think it's Parkland, Park White Parkland, I think, is the uh Some of that, yeah. Is this the town we're in? And and it's a basically it's a DuPont town and we don't really Park Obviously we're too middle we're too middle middle class to um have grown up in a place like this. But they do exist over here as well where there's one big employer in the whole town or the town wouldn't exist and, and so therefore you've got quite a complex relationship with this. This farmer is suing the people who employ all of his neighbours and we get mm. like a little, just a taste, just a taste of the kind of the way that they're shut out of the, of the local community because of that and, and the way that people act. And you've got people who are upset with Mark Ruffalo because he's not um, suing DuPont fast enough. You've got people who are upset with them because they're suing DuPont and DuPont's always looked after us. We're a DuPont family. Um, which is fucking that's capitalism. That's the genius of capitalism. It's let's amazing. take these people. Let's pay them fucking minimum wage. Let's literally poison them to death because it's cheaper than not poisoning them to death. Because that's what it comes down to. Is that we could dump these, we could dispose of these chemical chemicals properly and save the lives of the people working for us. However, that would cost us more money. And then, and then let's have them also be our biggest defenders because we deign to pay them the shitty minimum wage. And poison them. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the thing, isn't it? This is where we get, like, I think probably the most, probably the most shocking part of this of, of, of the, is that it's not it's not clean cut, is it? In some ways, because of all the because because of how influential these companies are, like they manage to root themselves into into people's lives in a way that they'll defend company that's doing this because well it provides me a job so whatever and also let's not forget that these companies are made of people they're not people to be clear but they are made of people and so all of the people who work in and around this place who were aware of what was happening you know the scientists for decades just like the oil companies who pretended to not know about climate change even though they were the principal funders of it of, of research for it you know from the 50s like what do you think is going to happen if you just stay quiet about this? Like this has, to, well, you, I, I just think it's, it's shocking. The, the transparency with which these companies have operated historically is, again, it's something this movie absolutely nails. In court, again, this is real life. In court, because no one's heard of these like plastics, the chemist who mm-hmm. he's speaking to hasn't heard of them because no one knows what they are because they're only made by three or four companies globally, like globally. Not a lot of people do this. It's only really high-end um, chemical companies that make these. And because nobody knows about it, the only thing that they've got to refer to to say how unsafe they are and what the recommended parts per billion, which we get a lot in this movie, is is that they go to court and say to the judge, the only thing we've got to refer to is DuPont's own research that says yeah. that says uh, one part in a billion is is way too high, a dosage of this. And, you know, and it, it's more than that. And obviously then there's the fuckery, but, like, they're saying that it's worse than the company says it should be. Like, the company that is producing these chemicals that are harming the environment. It's just, it's astounding. Um, and astounding that, you know, we won, we got them, we made them pay 300 and... No, six, nearly seven hundred million, I think, total, something like that. Yeah, um, yeah, which yeah. probably accounts for like, 
less than a year's profits over the last 50? So revenue, 16 billion DuPont made revenue in 2021 with an operating net income of 6.52 billion. So, you know, it's not an, it's not a small amount of money, but relative, it's, it's not going to bring this company down. And more importantly, because it's a company, it means that unless, they, unless the government goes for them on, on a criminal basis, they're not going to, no one's going to face any charges for this. And probably most of them are dead in terms of actually those who made... Probably from cancers caused by this fucking drug. Yeah, yeah. It's just wild, isn't it? It is. It is just well, and I think it's as you go especially this... stark when we meet the locals in the town and they're talking about because, um, like Mark Ruffalo, I think is a really good framing device in this movie. Um, mm. I, I don't know why it's Mark Ruffalo and Anne Hathaway. Like Anne Hathaway, especially, seems to be a bit why she <laughs> like she's good in this. Don't get me wrong. I, it was like, but why did they cast Anne Hathaway? Not that the I role's think... unimportant or anything, but it just seems yeah. like a. A rather glitzy performer to turn up in a movie where the presumably like this didn't cost tons to make, you know, maybe it was just a couple of weekends, I don't know. But we get the meat of this movie is the townspeople and they're talking about, you know, they're talking about the birth defects and they're talking about, you know, this poor woman who's saying, Oh, well I had to have an emergency hysterectomy at thirty six. But I love the company. The company's always done right by me and they're talking about how they used to refer to They'd always get sick. The people who worked on Teflon would always get sick. Mm. And she said, oh, we used to call it Teflon flu. And sometimes they'd just come home and they were ill. And then you read the more you read about it, I was reading that New York article, uh, New York Times article, and it's like, oh, yeah, well, at a certain point, the company wouldn't let them bring their clothes home that they wore at work. They had to get changed. And it's like, that's a sign that the company knows that you're fucking taking these chemicals home with you. Taking the pregnant women off the assembly line. And then putting them back on. And then putting them back on a year. I mean, you just think, fucking, it's unbelievable. Let's talk about the cast a minute then, because this was produced by Mark Ruffalo, and I think he's obviously, you know, his production company or it's whatever good, else. Like, he it's a good is, place for Mark Ruffalo. It's a good starring role. It gets him, he's, because I, I think he's a solidly, like, okay to good actor. Um, but it's a good yeah, leading role. I like, I like he, gets to, he gets to flex his dramatic chops a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he fills yeah. out a white guy suit quite well. Um, you know, I think I think he's good. I think he's good. I think he's good in this. I think he's got. He's a very. It's a very understated performance. He clearly spent time with the real, the real guy, and I think you kind of see that when you bringing in nor, quote unquote normal characters. You kind of have to turn the crazy down. You ha- you have to bring everyone down to the level of, of when you're going to have actual normal people as well as we do in this film. You know, we see at the end that oh, it's the real guy, and like you need to have, I think, you need to bring that performance down to the level of this. Just feels real compared to Wolf of Wall Street, or compared to even to The Big Short, where you've got these crazy antics going on and it's all very heightened reality this is reality reality this is we are going down to actually experience what it's, it was like for this character but i think anne hathaway is kind of doing a similar thing as well she's the supportive wife character she's there to um kind of give ruffalo a shoulder to cry on but also 
a bit of a bit of a kick up the ass as well because he's clearly dedicated his life. The real guy clearly dedicated his life to this, and that can only come at the detriment of your family, or you know, it's 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 kind of it's, it's kind of way. It's to round out the real guy again uh, as a real yes. person. It's to give you him need that a focal family life point. and. It also, like we talked about earlier, it also, I think, confl- contracts really well when they're in the, is it in McDonald's or Burger King? The economics yeah. of television have changed, Steve. Um, have it your way. <laughs> but when they're in there and the guy comes up and, you know, is like, oh, my brother's fucking dead. When are we going to court? You know, stuff like that. It's stuff like that kind of reminds you that, yeah, this this is a struggle and this guy's dedicated himself, but he's never... He's never ever in this movie throughout all of his struggles as low as the people he's like helping helping, and that is the key yeah. thing here that the, the people he's helping but who frequently don't want his help um or think they need it <laughs> but, but 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 it catches sounds, that really well, I think yeah, and it sounds like from from the reading the New York Times article it sounds like he's a pretty self facing guy anyway and i think he would maybe appreciate that message that seems to be the impression that i that, that you take away is like yeah focus on the victims because this is this is how you tell good stories you don't you i think you need mark ruffler you need the star and you need the central character to drive it forward and let's be fair to the guy he's the one who took this on he is the one who as a corporate defense lawyer decided to flip to the other side, you know, and, and, and take on these evil companies. So I've, I've got a confession to make, Dave. It wasn't until halfway through the movie that I realised that his boss was Tim Robbins. <laughs> I'm a bit surprised by that. Mostly because I don't he, know. he looks like Tim Robbins. Uh, you also get you get a scene, certainly a scene where Tim Robbins is stood next to Mark Ruffalo and Mark Ruffalo must be five foot three tall. Yeah. Um, I and know Tim, Tim Robbins, Robbins is... is a big guy, but like there's one scene where I was like, well, you must know that's Tim Robbins because he's like the tallest man in Hollywood. I, I don't, I don't know. You know, my only thing is that number one, he's not in very many movies that I've seen anyway. Like he's fairly under the radar. You'd probably say in terms of like, uh, he's made his Shawshank money, so he's fine. He, he, I think the, the hair and makeup is effective as well. He's got his glasses on. He looks kind of. I get you, Sam. Hold on, All the last old one white is, men though. in suits look very old. White men in suitsy, and like just in the way that that lawyers, especially the whole. That's the whole point. The whole oh, point, point is it's kind of like a, a sea, just a sea of middle income white men. Yeah, but my final defense is that in my head. Uh, Tim Robbins just looks like he did in 1995 when he made Shawshank Redemption, and I can't get away from that. That's in my brain. I'm looking at Wikipedia well, that's now. Shawshank tripping you, sir, tricking you because in Shawshank he's like he was only 30 when they made the movie, but they make him up to look like 65, 60, 65 when he like escapes. So it's kind of like a in your brain. You already know what old Tim Robbins looks like, and it's not this. <laughs> it's not. I'm looking at Wikipedia, and I'm like, no, that's not Tim Robbins. No, I don't care if you say that's what it is. It's not because he doesn't look. He's like good that as well. Um, I get like, understated. See, that's, an, understated. that's an interesting. Well, it's an interesting bit of historiography. Is that a word? I, think I may have just made it up. Um, it's an interesting <laughs> piece of like uh, writing in the movie where I think it it was important in this movie that even the bad guys at Dupont are kind of not framed to be specifically evil as such as the company has made done evil things and 
say the same thing with Ruffalo's firm. I mean, if this was if you adapted this to make like a really actiony like courtroom thriller, you would butcher a lot of this. And and Tim Robbins would be kind of like an antagonist halfway through the movie. He would be Mr. Ducksworth from The Mighty Ducks. Halfway through the movie, he'd be saying, "Right, Ruffalo, you need to come back to work because we we work for chemical companies." Um, and that's the really interesting thing about this story is that is that Ruffalo was a corporate lawyer and he worked for a big law firm that exclusively defended corporate firms. And he continued to work for them throughout the entire of this and in fact still works for them. And that's the really fascinating thing that is kind of against everything that you know about corporate America is that I... this company said, actually, actually, the crimes that this company has committed, and obviously there's a financial aspect, they've made fucking millions. But um, they said, you know, oh, actually, no, they, this is... This is really, really bad, and and I think this supersedes yeah. our our and existence. It's not working for the corporations. It's not cartoonish either, is it? Because I was expect, I was waiting and expecting for him to lose his job, or you know, obviously he's taken, he took pay cuts, which is pretty bad in itself. But but I read a thing from the real, uh, what's his name, the guy Tim Robbins plays Tom Turp, who said prosecution keeps our defense sharp. You know, because if they're spending time and resources taking down these companies, they know then how to defend them, uh, which is yeah. which is a morality that I am not entirely subscribed to. But listen, let's not dig too deep into it. You took these bastards down and then defended other bastards, but that's fine. I'll take it. I'll move on. Other old actors who were, I was like, Jesus Christ, it's not 1994 anymore. It was Bill Pullman and... Nicola, my wife was watching this and she was like, who's, who's Bill Pullman? I said, the president from Independence Day. Oh my God, look how old he is. Oh Jesus, the passage of time continues unabated. <laughs> Dave, protect me. How do I escape? Like you he looked, Sam, he don't. looked old. Do you, know how, do you want to guess how old Bill Pullman is? Uh, no, because I'm looking at it. He's not oh. as old as I thought he might be. I think he is made up to look a little bit older yeah. and his mannerisms of the country. I may just be a simple He's the chicken lawyer, lawyer from Futurama, yeah. He's the chicken yeah, lawyer is, from Futurama. Which is a character from all, yeah. So, but again, just Jesus to God. Time continues. And it's interesting. No um, so let's talk about this film generally as a film, I think. We can, I think we can, we'll definitely get more into the chemicals in a minute, but... Um, as a movie, I think the construction is really, really good. Uh, I think that it, having read the New York article, uh, the New York Times article, um, like it does play a little bit with the chronology, but only a touch. Um, just in that, um, I think the Ruffalo had the survey completed rather than gaining access to a previously completed survey. But, so they do little things in this movie to yeah. tweak it, to make it flow better, which I think works really well. The one thing I didn't quite get in the movie, and I'm, I don't know if I'm just a moron or what, when they're getting, gathering medical data, this is a really important part of the movie, in that they've taken DuPont to court, and DuPont has said, basically, we don't think this is damaging the environment. We're going to pay for an environmental survey uh, and some medical survey. And if it turns out that we are killing these people, then it's that that's where the medical oversight comes in. Um, there's a great moment in the movie where the fucking they just renege on that immediately um, towards the end. But Crazy. what confused me was because it's it's a really it's 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 the moneyball moment of the movie where Mark Ruffalo says, "Let's pay people for 
blood samples. Let's pay them mm-hmm. for the blood samples, and that will help uh, this, you know, investigative body uh, discover what's actually going on. And they're like, that's genius. The one thing the movie doesn't nail for me is explaining where all that money comes from. That's part of the initial, like, settlement with DuPont in relation to the farmer's case. And I worked it out. They got 69,000 people to donate blood or something like that. Um, And it's nearly like $26, $27 million. But what it was, was it was part of this settlement, I believe, and that basically to get the settlement, they had to give the blood sample. So DuPont paid for that. Yeah. And the movie... Yeah, that was... But again, I think it's such... I think it's a difficult thing for the movie to explain. So it it doesn't spend loads of time on it. And again, it's about economic storytelling. And, and that's... Ultimately, that's part of the story, but it's not the story we're trying to tell. So mm-hmm. the scenes that you remember, you know, largely the scenes of the townspeople and, and not the boring courtroom scenes. Yeah, yeah. I think it. I think yeah. I, I, there's always a choice to be made, isn't there? When especially when you're basing a film off a or a, a series of, of of news articles, like you're gonna have. Well, it took place over twenty years as well. I think it's ex- exactly. difficult to tell a story over that time scale. They, they've got and to they use the title cards, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, well, and we but, have but, the major moments and the scenes, but but what do we always say? Is like we are happy. It, for you for you movie to diverge from the facts if or or, or to or to, to at least massage them or, or not focus on them in in, in every way if it's going to serve the storytelling you know as and, and make the storytelling better and that there's I think a line is to walk we, where ultimately you are making a movie and therefore it works doesn't it, it needs to not bore the living shit out of me in the pursuit of being 100 percent accurate and i think this movie does a pretty good job at not like you know there's no there's no magic being in this movie this is all reasonably dead on it doesn't get bogged down in the science which it absolutely could do it doesn't mm. get bogged down in you know just listing people who died it kind yeah. of picks and chooses it you know i think a reasonably successful way what it's going to focus on and what it's going to tell us mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's just it's it, it's it's just shot you know it's one of those films where i think if you end up if you end up watching this, I think it's it 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 kind of gives you that experience of what uh, of of what Ruffalo was going through as well, and it really re- it really relates it it really brings it down into that point. My favorite part of the movie is when after we're doing lots of like lots of researchy scenes where he sat with all these thousands of hundreds of boxes and thousands of tens of thousands of documents. Um. We, we it kind of builds up to the point and you you're kind of confused and you don't know what this stuff is and it's all over the, and then he lays it out for you he sit you know sits down with Anne Hathaway and we get this brilliant scene interspersed with different things different he's explaining it to different people and and we and it's just fantastic because he's telling this story, he's saying, and they knew about it, and this is what they did here, and this is what they did there, and the pregnant women, and blah blah blah, birth defects, and and it all just like it all just unravels for us. And I think that process of taking you through and giving you some information, but leaving you in suspense, and then giving you a little bit more, and then there's a little, and then there's lots of confusion, and then just to go, 
here's the whole fucking thing, you know, and, and, and that I think is a great skill. It's a great skill of this script to be able to like, to keep you going up until that point, which is maybe about an hour into the movie or something, you know, we've still got a lot of movie left and yet we've, <laughs> there's a lot of complex shit we're talking about here. We're like, where's Margot Robbie in a bath to explain it to us? Because if you don't have that, and that's kind of what this scene is for me, this is the real like, oh, oh, scene of the movie well there's know. no but that's the cool thing is there's no way we get the scene like you said when mark ruffalo is explaining to hathaway about and they knew and they knew about it and then we get the scene in the courtroom where Bastards. and now they're trying to bribe the fucking congress and mm. they've you know this this person they, now they've snuck through this they've sent a letter to so that the statute of limitations will expire so they can't be sued about this thing uh and and you know, on behalf of the water company, that's an interesting. Uh, there's a lot of like legalese throughout this movie, and oh, now they've had now they've reassessed and said that it's 150 parts per billion. And when, you know, ten years ago they were saying one part per billion was fucking detriment, like horrible for the environment, and all of this is like, oh well, these are just the shitty practices that these big corporations get up to every single day. Uh, Mark Ruffalo thinks they're going to blow his car up, and like, no, why they don't need to, Mark Ruffalo. You're a problem, yeah. but like, guess what? They're still they've the the amount they settled for again is like in the seventies they were making annually more than that off the back of this one product. Uh, or, or just off Tesla, yeah. A billion loved, dollar industry for decades. Yeah, I love the um, suggestion that his car might blow up, or that the fire was set. That that doesn't appear to be, you know, the fire that the uh, the Kegler. Yeah family suffered just happened i think it was just a fire i don't think it was actual arson from what i can understand it reminds me of another probably that probably the scandy scandal movie which um uh, we talked about all the president's men <laughs> because that that's like i mean the fact that when he's in the car he's in a he's in a multi-story and it kind of feels a bit like that deep throat moment you know in that movie like this is the scale of the scandal we're not quite bringing down presidents but we are at that level of just washington's involved the epa's every everyone's in 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 the pocket of dupont because they've got the lobbyists they've got the money nobody can win the bad guys are going to get away with it because they're the only people who know about this thing yeah because it's so specific that's the truly terrifying thing because it's so specific because it's you know if there were a hundred companies doing this like the epa would have its own department in charge of monitoring and assessing these things but because only DuPont knows about it and because DuPont did not inform the EPA in 1972 when they were running medical trials showing that this thing fucking obliterates living organisms mm. because they didn't notify the EPA because obviously it affected their bottom line and would affect their continuing production of these products yeah. that there's no the apparatus does not exist within the government and within um, the Environmental Aid Protection Agency to combat it and and so that's what we see throughout the movie and that's where that's why it's fascinating is because you know we're kind of like beating dupont with their own stick because they're the only people who've looked into this and Mm -hmm. the hubris to do that to say right lab boys let's find out oh my god this is horrible for us anyway back to work all you pregnant ladies who could give a fuck because we've done the cost analysis and it says we're fucking minted so yep. who could care? And that's care. like terrifying and sobering and, and, and fascinating all at the same time. And 
But the important thing of the movie Nails as well is like, this is an ongoing issue. We haven't fucking resolved this. Some people in this one town in America, like, got some money, but they probably didn't get their fucking water supply fixed, you know, and and then we move on with, you know, what's the next thing? Or let's resolve, try and figure out even where, where this is coming from. I think we were reading about England that there's 10... Um, chemical dumps in the country and they don't even know where they are where these things might have been dumped that are leaching into groundwater and things yeah yeah and you know what there as much as we talk about the money the, the, the consequence of this is just so little i think we should uh we, we, i think we're gonna go around in circles with our outrage very soon so let's maybe think about wrapping up but let's just talk about what happened to these companies so in 2019 well it's like a big short sum so Regulation was brought in. All the top people went to jail. Um, companies will never be allowed to do this before. They fixed the water supply Job in these towns. Um, and they got everyone like the, the medical care that they would need going forwards. Um, and and yeah, the companies so were all, broken that, up. That all happened, right? Exactly. The companies were broken up um, so that they were destroyed so exist, that no so one... Be good yeah. oversight. Um, yeah. So that all happened, right? Well, let me right. tell you. So Dow, 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 the Dow company, the Dow Chemical Company, merged with the Dow with Dupont, creating Dow Dupont, and then um, they basically split off the companies after that. I'm not quite sure why they would merge and then split off, but anyway, probably some kind of you know monopolistic thing. But basically, they created um, on when the movie came out, the uh, the, the the stock price dropped. Uh, from by seven points, brilliant. Obviously, that makes a massive impact on nobody. And uh, the, well, the portfolio is now part of Chemers, which is one of the companies that uh, Chemers uh, Chemers sued Dupont, alleging that the former parent company saddled it with onerous liabilities when it failed to prepare financial protections in good faith. So Chemers estimates it needs to pay two hundred million to address environmental damages in North Carolina caused by the PFAA. Be fast, whatever they're called. Um, so basically, this big company split off and saddled the, the liabilities to this to its these smaller companies companies underneath, so that actually Dupont wouldn't even have to be named now in terms of like Dupont have uh, have paid out this money. No, now Chemers has, and you just think like the fucking maniacal, the, the maniacal. Let's also not forget that 3m actually invented this shit and have faced absolutely no uh and i know through it well i don't know 3m uh but i actually use quite a lot of 3m products uh they make the vast majority of like respirator respirator equipment and things um and oh yeah they'll they'll sell you, you the they'll, they'll sell you the equipment to protect your lungs from the shit that they fucking put in the horrible crap that's going everywhere i mean honestly it's just on, unbelievable on the slightly positive note like all the big companies that make this product in the world are phasing it out by next year, and they're thinking about. I know you do not phase Sam, but maybe like possibly largely, the, largely governments have stepped in and said, "Right, no more dumping nuclear waste in open vats in school playgrounds." And I, I know that it's such a low bar. I know it's that's such a low bar. <laughs> no mean, more driving down the highway at ninety miles an hour. And opening the tailgate on lorries. No more of that. I know that's a really low bar, Sam. 
but it's something you know you know it's 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 my it's my same reaction to uh to climate change is like we're fucked we're fucked we're so it's so far gone right there's nothing don't bother it why would you recycle you know seven uh 100 companies are responsible for 70 percent of carbon emissions in the world you think you're doing anything by by washing your little yoga pot out you're fucked I don't think I have to I have to put that cynicism at bay and just think at least at least we're trying we're doing what we can it's morally right to do this. But it was my big issue with the movie, fucked. wasn't it? Was like, oh, we haven't fucking with the big feel good story of this movie is that, um, and I worked it out is that in this settlement all of these three and a half thousand claimants got on average about two hundred grand each. Great, that'll pay three weeks worth of medical fees in America. Exactly. Um, these, and these poor people. And we see William Tennant, uh, Wilbur Tennant, sorry, like he died. He, he, he died before we even, before he, he didn't get to experience. It. I just think it's just such a, how many deaths and the, the impact but, and they just think, oh my God. Sometimes, sometimes the feel good nature of the story is that we won just a little bit. Like they stopped yeah. fucking us for just a moment. And that was like, for nine the seconds. culmination of 20 years of this man's life was, you know, at least people know about it. And that's the same thing with the Watergate, to go back to all the president's men. It's yeah. like sometimes it's as important just that people know about something. Like that's the first step, isn't it? Is people and, knowing about it. And that's why this is an important movie. That's why I think this is a movie that's well worth seeing. And it's why I kind of like... Hey, with our vast influence of listeners that we have, it's like this is a film you should watch. This is a film it's I, that I want to draw attention to because I think it's such a like you can watch this and and, and be outraged, and you can take action if you want, or you can just let the movie wash wash over you because it's still entertaining. It's not preachy. It's not trying to like really sell it in a way that's that's manipulative. It's laying out what happened, and I think that's kind of what you want from this type of movie isn't it it is is yeah. to just be given the information especially when it's as egregious as this is you know like yeah and also <sighs> the bottom line we're a movie podcast it's not about it's not about companies destroying the environment that's everything else in your life this is about movies and ultimately this is this is a pretty good movie i wasn't bored i enjoyed watching this like the performances are pretty good. It's interesting, and yeah, sometimes that's all right. Yeah. Uh, would I ever watch it again? Probably not. But yeah. fun. But 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 interesting question to think on. Would you watch The Big Short again? I have watched The Big Short again. That's a different. Absolutely. No, no, but but what what I, what I think it's it shows is that there are different ways of approaching this, and and the lightness and the humor that the Big Short brings, or the melodrama that all the president's men brings like i know that story but i love that movie even though it isn't as funny as the big you know it's not going for that tone so i this, think it shows this movie isn't isn't art in the way that those movies are art exactly good point and that isn't a bad thing that i don't think that takes away from this movie being a good movie that's efficiently made well cast, well performed yes. and accurate and about an important environmental thing which is happening right now everywhere these things are in our fucking blood um right now you're in your blood that's right you listening um and yes it's not sexy and it's not right lights and it's not 
It's not Steve Carell screaming and effing and blinding at people. It's not Margot Robbie in a bathtub explaining stuff to you. But I think it still has a place and an importance. And I'm glad people are watching this movie. And guess what? That's thanks to another big fucking corporation because it went on Netflix. Otherwise, no one's heard of this and no one's watching it. Made by whoever the fuck it is. I mean, honestly. Universal, I think, made this movie. Universal. Uh, so another evil corporation telling you about a different evil corporation who literally on purpose for fucking decades put plast horrible fucking carb carbon shit in your blood in your blood that's right but Dave. it's okay they can't literally dump these things in playgrounds anymore <laughs> <laughs>